Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. I got a fun Wednesday afternoon show for you here. We've got a lady here, D'Anthony. We've got a lady. That's rare for us. I don't, you know how some people don't see uh, race? Uh huh. I don't see gender. Yeah, he sure doesn't. He sure doesn't. So I, I don't appreciate you saying that. All you saw was her high heels. And yeah, but we're in Austin, so that could be anybody. It could be anybody. Yeah. It could be anybody. We got Dr. Gabrielle Lyon on the show. She's got a new book out, Forever Strong, a new science based strategy for aging well. Uh, Simon and Schuster. It's available on October 17th. Welcome to the show, Doc. Hey, thanks for having me on. You know, I love the <clears throat> commercial that you just put on. You know why? Why? I feel very validated that my fanny pack is highest fashion. Oh, we're big oh, fanny pack huge. people. huge. I feel really good FPs about that. I mean, I can't, I can't get away from it because one of my uh, beef fries is Tim Kennedy, and he's, he's made fanny packs manly again because his has guns in it. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure does. Uh, now, how do you say your last name? Lion. Lion. Okay, Lion. Yeah. yeah. Because it's it? I, I, it's a it's kind of French, and I just wanted to make sure you weren't leaning into that because we were going to kick you out of here. Yeah, if you were going to say Leon, it would have been yeah, a no. lot. As long as you don't call me other four or five letter words, which is totally possible. You Wait, can. five? Well, what, bitch? what's the five? Yeah. Oh well, I'm you said your husband word. calls you. What is it? Ten foot bitch. <laughs> what did you say right no, before the, the show? So, <laughs> I'm five. I'm five one, about hundred and ten pounds, and my husband's like, well, the world probably couldn't handle any more of you because uh, you're already ten foot a bitch. There you go. Boom. I know. And the five one is pushing. I didn't right? know you uh um, no, I didn't know no. you measured bitch and feet either, which is interesting. It is. It yeah. is. It's yeah. a it's a nice metric system for that. Well no, that's that's not the that's the opposite of the metric system. Is it not? Yeah. Okay. Metric okay. system is all base ten. Yeah. So when you see the word doctor in front of her name, that's why I'm not one, is because I'm dumb. Okay? Mm. Uh, but you're not. You're a fu- you're a full doctor. You're I a am. full lady doctor. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know you were well, down in Texas when you when it, when your name pops up. It says New York. So I thought you were straight out of New York. But you're now I, in Texas. I used, I used to live in New York. I, I used to have a practice on Fifth Avenue, right across from Central Park. What happened? Hunter uh, Biden you kept get out of dropping there? guns in the dumpsters and yeah, smoking crack. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, Did the city change? Yeah, the city changed. Mm. The city changed, <laughs> and it's just too crazy. That's what I hear. That's what I keep hearing, and it's it's sad, right? Because everybody's fleeing these cities and going elsewhere. Uh, where are you at down here in Texas again? Houston. Oh, you're in Houston. We love it. Yeah, we love Houston. People love Houston, man. I've got some friends from high school that just moved there too, and they were like, "It's great. Come out and visit." And listen, in all fairness, my husband was in the military. This is a much better spot for him. Yeah, well, big military uh, community here mm-hmm. down in Texas. I feel like everybody comes down here in Texas. Yeah. There are more active duty and veterans in uh, between Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas. Dallas, including Austin, obviously, is in that triangle than any other place in the world, so or any place in the country. So, yeah, it's probably a good place to be. I yeah, guess. it's a great place for our family. It is. Uh, today, we're chatting about health and wellness here, <laughs> and uh, for aging well. Obviously, I'm aging the best, and uh, I haven't written a book. I'm 33 years old. You look. I mean, you look great. I thought you were 25. You. I know. Thank you so I mean, much. It's like the skin. Okay. And it's the crazy. Hair. Isn't it? it just yes, is, is, he's everything he's, is great. He's in his it? mid to late 50s. Yeah, not um, even close. Yeah. Not even close. Very young man. Very svelte. Uh, in my prime, some would say. Uh, but for you personally, I was uh, taking a peek at your Instagram and all your stuff. 
Um, I was asking you pre-show about uh, a couple of friends of mine. They've been to with you on some of those wellness retreats and everything. Uh, you're a big deal. No. Yes, you are. You, You've got you, like 500,000 Instagram you, you followers. You can't be a big deal at 5'1". Well, See? but the social media makes you look taller. There it's just go. a tiny little square, yeah. so you could have been anything. I didn't know. <laughs> um, but, but the health and wellness retreats and all that stuff, everything that's going on now has become a massive deal, um, especially online. Yeah. Uh, fuck, we were talking about who is the blood boy guy, uh, Bob, on uh, <laughs> Ross Patterson Revolution that we were talking about. Everybody's following this guy and how he's taking blood from his kids and shit like that. Oh, I, I yeah. feel like everybody's yeah, yeah. trying to find the key. But he looks like he's got fucking wet lizard skin right. or some shit. Right. His name it's is, not healthy. Well, his name is Talmadge. <laughs> Talmadge. There, there he is. Talmadge Johnson. Yeah. Pop yeah. him up on screen here. So the audience is familiar with this guy. We've been chatting about him for the last couple months. He's been eating up a lot of uh, the media these days. Uh, what is your thoughts on a guy like this and what he's doing? First thing is death. Death is inevitable. And while we talk about longevity, I think really it is about how do we live well. Quality of life, yeah. Mm -hmm. The quality of life Mm -hmm. and how do you maintain strength and vitality. And it shouldn't be cumbersome. You shouldn't have to take 97 supplements. You shouldn't have to have a regiment where you're sprinkling. I mean, it just should be easy Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of things that also garner attention. Like, for example, I have two very little children. And a business, and and I think it just has to be reasonable. When I when you came in, I was taking the microfactors, and you go, oh, you're taking the microfactors. Yeah. But first one, do you know them? Of course, I've been working with them since 2018. Oh no shit! Yeah. So we just started. I love this company. They've been one of my favorites forever. But I'm surprised. Look, I'm surprised they're on this fucking dirt shit show. <laughs> but uh, they are, and they're awesome. So these are something you would recommend. To I people. do. I recommend it all the time. I have done all their training and education since 2018. Oh, right on. Yeah. Um. So what what's the what's the key to it? What's, what's the key and when? what age should you start to really start uh, caring about your health, what you look like, and then stopping yourself from a, a great decline? I think ultimately the question becomes how do you want to age? And we think about these diseases of aging, which by the way affect most Americans, whether it's obesity, mm. type 2 diabetes, <laughs> cardiovascular disease. These are diseases that we think about that happen later in your 50s, 60s. But I would say that the reality is, is they start in your 30s. 30s. That's mm-hmm. what I say. I tell them all the time. I'm like, dude, you hit 35, shit starts to go a little wonky for you. Uh, hit the end of your 30s, start getting that T checked. Um, if you were in the military, though, fuck, you can bump that down to what, 28, 29, Anthony? Well, no, I mean, you. Probably it, 21. Yeah. yeah. Well, not, not I mean, even just for the military. I mean, the average 21 year old a day has the same level of testosterone a 65 year old had in 2000, right? So, I mean, we, we've got big problems around. Toxic exposure, microplastics, hormones and foods yeah. and all this shit that are really detrimental. And it's, it's, it, it is not unique to the military or first responder community. It is everybody. And that is why I was so grateful that you agreed to have me on the show. Because the question becomes, how do we make America strong? Mm-hmm. How do we make them capable <clears throat> and vital and able-bodied? Yeah, sure. I mean, we've got uh, teen suicide epidemics for the first time in the history of this country right now. Right? Yeah. Um, I think the rate of attempts for young females even have tripled over the past decade. So, and, and you, if you wonder, you know, what does that have to do with hormones and shit like that? Um, if you've ever met a woman before, there's something called PMS. Have you heard of it? <laughs> I have. I, I have, have not. I've read so about it. Estrogen levels rise precipitously <laughs> the week before their, uh, their menstrual cycle, and then they lose their goddamn minds. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? I've heard, I've heard that. So true. Yeah. So it's from like a medical perspective. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it, that, that is obviously a reductive take on it, but it happens with men as well. Right. Like when you're, yeah. yeah. Andropause is a big deal and it's happening. It used to happen in like the fifties or sometimes the sixties for men back in the day because of higher protein diets back in the day. Now it's happening in like the late twenties, early thirties for mm-hmm. a lot of dudes. So <clears throat> when you see a guy that's been, Maybe a little bit of a bitch, but kind of normal for the first 25, 27 years of his life. And all of a sudden he's wearing fucking eyeliner and skirts. Maybe because his brain's fucked up. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I, by the way, so I, I learned that uh, the hard way myself because uh, everything was going great. Top of the world, all that other stuff. And then boom, it's just crash. Started feeling depressed. For no um, reason. For I mean, yeah. zero reason. Uh, I'm a very, very high energy guy. I don't sleep a lot at all. I you know don't it's say. A, I know it's a huge I shock. I mean, like, right? I'm, I'm totally shocked right, right now. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and it's energy was zapped. Uh, I finally noticed because we do, we're on daily here. I finally noticed I was drinking like five or six cups of coffee a day. And I never, like, usually I'm a one, two cup top sky, and then boom, get it in me, get out the door. And I couldn't figure it out. And I uh, went to the doctors. They didn't have the answer. Went to, Talked to D'Anthony about it. He told me about getting the yeah. T test, what the number should be. And then we went to another doctor and figured it out. Um, for you and what you're seeing, is it, because he preaches this on the show all the time, is it the foods that we're giving our kids and then they're growing up and then they're losing all their testosterone, they're losing all the nutrients and everything that they should have? Is that where it starts? I think it's a great question. <clears throat> I don't think anybody has the answer. So I'm going to give you my best estimate as a physician. We are no longer nearly as physical as we used to be. Do you know that 50% of Americans don't even work out? Yeah. It's a use it or lose it kind of situation, right? Like your body produces what it thinks it needs to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, how, that's how it works. We're completely domesticating yeah. ourselves. And it's the same thing that happens when you're, uh, you know, pro- prolonged uh, exposure to stress. Your body, the, the amount of cortisol it produces and then how much it burns, how much it's capable of burning shifts rapidly, right? Yep. And that causes all sorts of problems, right? Yeah. Hormonal imbalances, weight problems, especially these uh, love handles here, and then in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I went through that as well with the cortisol. Oh my gosh, that so you really were significantly affected, and I'm still going through, and I'm still getting like I still have to get a shot like once every uh, Friday for it, right? And uh, before there was a surgery, but they have to they would have to go in through my nose, Hmm. and then it you know cut out the cortisol in the back of wherever the fuck it is. Um, And they said you wouldn't be able to talk for like four months. I said, well, I talk for a living. Yeah, that, so that's I, not going to I can't gonna... do that. And they were like, well, we can give you these injections, you know, once for 18 months or whatever the fuck mm. it is. And I've been doing that. But uh, it hasn't been great. And me firsthand, I've seen what it can do. Uh, I've been in the hospital four different times for wow. pneumonia and everything wow. else. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's awful. Yeah. I mean, health is the common denominator for really everything in life, Mm. right? Whether it is a military operator or what you guys are doing here, the common denominator isn't time, money, uh, et cetera. It it truly is the baseline is health and your capacity to navigate that. Mm. Um, And that becomes really critical. And we're seeing a decline in that from a a very early age. Again, whether it's microplastics or increased toxic exposure, we don't even know. Mm. And then the change in food, this conversation of how we should continue to reduce high quality food, which is the narrative that we're hearing, Mm -hmm. um, that is going to lead to epidemics of illness like we have never seen in this country before. Not just obesity, but sarcopenia, osteoporosis. Anything that's that's related to inflammation is going to get worse now. Because yeah. those yeah. preservatives that are in those foods are going to make inflammation worse, and it and it 
uh, it doesn't it doesn't affect everything, but it affects major things like heart disease for sure, right? It makes it worse, it makes it happen more commonly and sooner in life. Well, I think I think the big thing is these ultra processed foods become an issue because they're super easy to overconsume, and then this kind of narrative of you know a meatless Monday or go plant based. You, you hear these conversations, and, and that is, in my opinion, going to absolutely destroy health over time mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, because we you know you cannot replace a franken food with a real food it's just not equivalent right right like you can't have a fake meat burger replace it with uh another possible burger. burger it's just not th- uh, but you know what i've been it's doing just not gonna happen. so i bought some of those silicone molds and i've been making vegetable shaped meat now I reverse it on him. Yeah. For the first time in history. He gave me a meat zucchini the other yeah. night that was delicious. Well, it that's, was just all meat. That, yeah, you probably, well, it was just his penis. You probably, oh, wait, you oh, wait, it was I just totally his penis. Yeah, you oh, should have picked a different shaped vegetable. It was just his penis. That was, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, this is just like, uh, you, well, but are you? Welcome to Drinking Bros. <laughs> probably not. Are you kidding? Look, we've all gotten wasted, done a couple bumps here and there, and then... <laughs> ended up at Weinstein's, um, but with uh, with the, the the world we're in with Rogan and all those other guys, that was the first time I had heard mm. about eating elk, eating clean meat, all that other shit. And nutrient then dense it. meat, right? Is the phrase you're looking for? Do Correct. You know, do you know that uh, when we were uh, right after the Great Depression and the beginning of World War II, when um, the U.S. was faced with having to send soldiers overseas? Mm. That they, when they drafted, they brought in the first million men, and, and 38% of those men were unfit for war. Yeah, well, 38% of the U.S. population now is either diabetic or in pre-diabetes, so we're getting back there, right? So this is my... But yeah. that, that was from malnutrition. Right. This is this is from bad nutrition. Like, we're right. obese and malnourished at the same time now. So we, I, what <clears throat> you're saying, I think, is absolutely correct, and we are seeing a resurgence mm of an old problem. And I will tell you that in... It's a new spin on an old problem. It's a new spin on an old problem. And when we're talking about health and wellness and nutrition, people don't understand that it's also now wrapped up. It's not just empirical data, right? Mm. So in in the 40s, when we were facing World War II, they actually recognized that nutrition and health was a... There was a massive crisis because they had 38% of these... The first million, they had to turn them away because either they had flabby muscles or yeah. exactly what you said, poor nutrition. So they instituted a, I don't know if it was, um, it was like a way to spread information. It mm-hmm. was a, a way to teach the workers because when their backs were up against the wall to go to war, they had to fix the population. Do you want to know what they recommended in in, 19, in the 40s? Green. Huh? Well, it was lard originally, right? No, it was, was what it was things. is... They needed capable, able-bodied men, and in order to serve Uncle Sam, you needed to make sure that you were eating a high-protein diet, uh-huh. which included liver mm. and uh, <clears throat> beef and chicken and eggs, and you know. then they also said butter and mm. fruits and vegetables and to limit processed foods. Yep. And if you were going to serve Hitler, you would go ahead and eat all these processed foods, limit your dietary protein. Somewhere along the line, we kind of lost that, and now here we are. Yet again. Well, well I we, mean, it was somewhere it? along the line. It was immediately after World War II where we swapped out uh, nutrient-dense food for high-fructose corn syrup, right? Right. And that's what I'm saying. Did we lose it or did we do a cheaper option for everybody to serve a, a bigger population? Well, here, here, here's how this works. And you, the farming industry is fucked up, right? We've had many, many farmers on here who described this. But 
uh, there aren't farms all over the country anymore. Conglomerates own all the farms, right? Mm-hmm. And they want them in one location so they can have their shipping industry also in one location, which means they have to move this stuff all around the country. Mm-hmm. Now it's not convenient to go down the street to a fucking farmer's market and buy all your food fresh, right? right. Like you don't eat fresh food anymore. And it's even worse in inner cities because they have food deserts. I think something like 30% of the country, so like 29 million people live in a food desert, which means they don't have access to fresh food. And what do we expect is going to happen there? It's like we, we, it, black people are genetically designed to have heart disease in, in their mid-50s. It happens because they have shit diets because of the, the circumstance that we've created here, right? It's, just, it, it's not a genetic thing necessarily. Um, but there's a solution to this, to eat good food, yeah. right? That should, we, we should be doing that before anything else. Uh, and the solution is not as expensive as it no. appears. And that's the thing is like, I know everybody's looking at uh, the inflation from Biden and all this other shit and the grocery bills are going through the goddamn roof. But there is local people uh, like Moink Box is one of our, our sponsors there. Like that's some of the freshest meat I've ever had. Uh, you got HelloFresh. Well, that'll send you meals to your house with fresh vegetables and everything uh, at a cheaper rate and all that other stuff. And you, you're, you don't have to leave if you don't want to. Uh, it'll come right to your house. So there is more options than ever. Why aren't people doing it, though, is the question. Yeah, I mean, uh, there are more options. And we have more access to high-quality food than ever before. Again, it'll ship right to us. The question becomes, what do we believe is optimal health? And how do we implement more discipline? There are still people who uh, think that, like... Uh, uh, that that they need to avoid red meat, right? Not eat fatty. They're still crazy. Walk down the, especially the middle aisles of any grocery store, and look at how many items have low fat on them. If if something isn't in a bag or a box, you shouldn't eat it anyway. But if it says low fat, you should run in the other fucking direction because they remove the fat and they put in preservatives and salt and fucking sugar. Usually fake sugar, actually, not even yeah. real sugar. Yeah. It's fucked up. You should never eat that garbage. And for me personally, so uh, to go back to the Rogan thing, you know, he kind of started this trend and cause and everything else. And I, I was one of the listeners who was skeptical and I was just like, eh, how good could it really be? What, how's it really going to change your life? Because uh, I didn't, I'm one of the people that didn't put a lot of importance on it uh, throughout my life. And then I met him mm. and he cooks a lot. He cooks his own meat at his house and everything else. And I was able to taste the difference just in meat, in fresh meat that was delivered without preservatives and all the other bullshit. And I was like, holy shit. And I started getting an order to my house. And I was like, you know what? I'll try it. Uh, and it was maybe a dollar more expensive per pound, one, 150 tops. Uh, but once I started getting into it, then I couldn't go back. Um, because not only do you feel better, yeah. I mean, genuinely feel better with better meat and vegetables and all that stuff without preservatives, uh, and you have more energy. Uh, but also you can't go back then to dog shit food like you used to. It just doesn't taste the same anymore. Right. And thank God for Rogan for putting this on the map because it is probably the single most important thing that anyone can do. You could literally go your entire life without exercise and still survive, not saying that it's good for you, Mm. but you literally could not train a day in your life. 100% of people have to eat. Yeah. Yeah. We, We have to nail that. And my concern is that there is a huge amount of confusion about what is good, healthy food, which, by the way, when we were faced with war and losing a country, no one was confused. It has only gotten more confusing because we are no longer just having a nutrition conversation. It is 
not just empirical data. It is morality. It is politics. It's all these other things. Well, it's propaganda. It's propaganda. To be fair. It I mean, is. The FDA, like, the, at no point in human history did anybody ever try to make the case that grain was an important part of your diet. As a matter of fact, we ground it up and fed it to poor people. That's right. For the ma- and, vast and majority animals, of human history. Animals. Yeah. It was, like, it was a. It was almost like a byproduct that we used to feed pigs and shit like that. And so you bring up a really good point. <clears throat> the commodities, which are whole foods, um, all you know, the stuff that you're talking about, beef, eggs, milk. There, there's the commodities, corn, soy, and then there's processed foods, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, the Impossible Burger, whatever. Um, the commodities collectively have a marketing budget of 750 million. Collectively, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't hear about all these individual farms. You guys mentioned uh, beef. It it all goes there. It goes to like this checkoff where they pool their resources, <coughs> you know, and they are under jurisdiction of the USDA, and they cannot say anything disparaging against fake meat. Yeah. They cannot say anything disparaging against another food source. But processed food can say, "Oh no." Red meat is bad for the planet, or it's bad for your heart. Um, oatmeal is a great source of whatever, you name it, it's going to lower heart disease. It, it, the, um, and by the way, one company, so PepsiCo, mm-hmm. right? That's one company. Their marketing budget is almost $2 billion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whoever controls the money controls the narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah but there's no, like, none, none of it is scientific. This idea that um, like when, when people talk about and and they're going to co-opt the phrase nutrient dense food soon. That's coming next. Like this, the fake food industry is going to co-opt that. I can feel it coming. But um, that would be really sad because you know the, it's, met- it's the metabolomics are totally different. Yeah, it's 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 nonsense. Like we used to feed oats and wheat and shit like that to our animals, let them eat it, and grass, whatever else, let them eat it. And then there's a reason for that. We we let them eat it, then we eat that animal. And the mm-hmm. reason is that the nutrients that might be in the vegetable or whatever the fuck it is needs a lipid carrier to get into your bloodstream for you to absorb those nutrients. It needs a lipid carrier fat It needs fat, right? And it needs protein to, to bond. So the animal absorbs that. And then you absorb the animal. That's how you get the nutrients actually into your bloodstream effectively. Mm-hmm. But we, we thought, well, we're already, the, the pigs are eating that. Let's just eat what the pigs are eating. That's fucking crazy. So you've thought about this a lot. Oh, we, we talk about, about it all the time I on the show. I had no idea. So, because uh, the other part of this uh, that's stunning. And here I thought you guys were just Neanderthals. I know, right? You walked in it's and like, you were so like, so disappointing Yo, right what now. What the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we can be. Don't worry about uh, it. Uh, you want to talk about him sucking his dick again? I will. But <laughs> yeah, that would be really impressive flexibility. But we'll get back there. Sure. Yeah, we'll get back there. I we'll didn't realize, why is this so important to you guys? So. For, for me personally, because I went through it. So all the mm. things that you talk about in your book, uh, in your practice, with your patients and all that stuff, like I went through these health issues. Mine was more stress-related, where uh, high-stress jobs for 20 years, right? In production, real production, production fucking sucks. And, uh, and you know, you're 15, 16 hours a night, not getting any sleep, doing it again and again and again for months and months and months at a time, and then always being on deadlines for, for other shit, uh, it became too much and my body shut down and I went to the hospital, like I was saying earlier, four different times. Mm. Well, you can only hear it from so many people that it's diet, sleep, anything else until you, it actually sinks in. And then I, I mean, was, you are a man and it usually takes at least yeah, I'm dumb. 2,700 Like I said, times. I'm dumb. Yeah. And I said that at the top and I'll, I'll reiterate that. But, uh, but unless you know somebody too, cause that's the other part of this is you can hear all of the, the noise that's going on and be like, all right, great. Is it for social media? Is it for clicks? Are, are these people fucking weirdos? Everything else? Well, there's, but unless quite, you there's know quite a few somebody, directors out there, yeah. Right. But unless you know somebody, 
like Dan, like if I didn't know him, I don't know that I would be introduced to it personally versus listening to it and everything else. Cause take a guy like the liver King, for example, let's say you were following him online and you're like, yeah, man, I don't fucking eat liver every day. I'm going to get this big and well, it's going to be rad. Right. And balls. And, and then, then yeah. you find out, well, he's on the steroid cocktail and all this other bullshit's true or whatever. And yeah, it's but like, he, I have to say he really trains and he, he does eat well and he lives a certain lifestyle. Sure. Totally. And then he takes $12,000 worth of supplements of steroids a month. a month, but, but there is elements and by the way, to it that are true. Clean. He has been completely clean for quite some time now. Th- that's absolute horse shit. That's not you, it's uh, not true. One hundred percent not true. The liver king? Not one yes. fucking prayer he's No, clean. that is that is Do you know him personally? Um yeah, I do. Okay. So he was gonna be on our show. Uh and we were not allowed to ask him about that. Well that was the I think he you should check out his blog. I will I, say I want to check out his blood. That's how I'll know. I don't believe a word that dude fucking no, grifted no. people All out right. of millions of dollars. Right. Come on, and he's man. getting sued. You know how much yeah. he's getting sued for right Jesus. now. So it's it's a tough one. Uh but yeah, when he came on the show, we were not al- well, he was about to. We weren't allowed to ask him about you it. You should eat organ meat though, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, and that's but that's the thing, is like elements of his diet, you can take away from that and say, Hey dude, that was correct. That is healthy and everything else. But then when you hear the story about steroids and everything else, then it scares other people off. Uh, again, unless I knew a normal dude like him who really sat me down and said, all right, great, try this meat. Here's what it tastes like versus the dog shit you're eating and everything else. That's what changed for me. Now, once I had it, uh, you know, going back to what I said earlier, it really did change my, my life. Like I felt better. I had more energy, all this other stuff. I feel like the health issues are starting to go away that I, that I used to have. Partially because I'm I'm eating better and everything else, but uh, you know, partially because uh, of what I've learned from podcasts and everybody else and books and people like you. Uh, but why are we giving uh, a huge platform to somebody like Bill Gates on 60 Minutes on a Sunday night to tell you about this this made-up meat? Don't listen. Don't take health advice from somebody that's got man titties. Right. <laughs> that's usually a good fucking rule of thumb. Like you wouldn't take. You wouldn't if he showed up and he was your personal trainer. You're like, come on, man. Yeah, we're not doing this, yeah. right? You're you've got tits, dude. <laughs> but I watched the Anderson Cooper interview <laughs> with him on 60 Minutes, where they went to these farms that he owns, or yeah. I mean, it looks like a lab essentially. He, he owns a quarter million. So plus wait, so the, the, I, I think we can all agree. The question becomes when anyone is has a very large platform is talking about this. Uh, I think at the bottom line, the question becomes who stands to profit. Yeah. What is the profit? Qui bono? Yeah. Who right. benefits? Right. The profit, uh, you know, where is the profit? And is it really about human health and wellness? Mm-hmm. I, do, I mean, I'm a physician. My first job is to do no harm to somebody and to take care of people's livelihood. That's what a job of a physician is. When you see individuals up there potentially promoting, you know, whatever he was talking about, the the question is, what is the like eating bugs it? and shit? They're, 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 it was this, a plant-based this, meat. Yeah, is what he was it's, pushing. There's the plant-based meat, which, by the way, requires even more chemicals than soy does to consume. Soy is about 47 chemicals, I think. And this is 63 for an Impossible Burger, right? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Well, like, and and also the metabolomics, so the the byproducts and the intermediates and mm. the nutrients are, are vastly different. They're just gone, it, really. Well, they're right? just totally different. Yeah. The the product is if it's largely soy. I mean, <laughs> okay, great. Does it have polyphenols or whatever mm. it has uh, but it is it is not you cannot replace one with the other so this mm. idea that lab grown meat is going to somehow replace whole foods that yeah. we evolved on is a huge I mean, it's crazy mistake. it's crazy like the, they, again they don't like that lab grown meat doesn't get 
the the phosphorus and the magnesium, uh, just all just, the stuff that totally, we require. Uh, they don't get any of that again, stuff. Again, the the metabolomics and, and the nutrients and the profiles of how mm. it breaks down of how it breaks down uh, not just the protein. Like let's just put protein aside, mm-hmm. but the um, again these intermediates mm. are, are <clears throat> totally different. Yeah. The question becomes. What I struggle to understand is why we are trying to normalize it. And then who well, is you know going why. to suffer? I do. You I know do. why? It's to I, make quite money, frankly, right? I do. Well, it's to have control over the food supply and then right. to make money, obviously. But yeah, it's like uh, X amount of crickets has the same amount of protein as steak. Okay, well, what kind of lipids does it have? It doesn't have any because they have a fucking thorax, right? They don't have fat. But why are we eating crickets right now? I mean, I understand <laughs> that we have a, find They're I everywhere mean, here. They're all over the Yeah, floor. I mean, they're fucking scoop free. Them you up, can just scoop eat one them. Up. There's one right there on the producer's desk. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No. Welcome to Texas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's... It, but uh, you know why. The why is always the same why, right? It's, hmm. it's just like the military industrial complex. Why are we fighting a war in Ukraine that has nothing to do with us? So the government can fucking give Lockheed, Boeing, General Dynamics, and Raytheon billions of dollars, and they can slide money to the fucking politicians that voted for the fucking war. You know what I mean? That's, it's always the same why. And, uh, you but know, we, we, we've, we've let it infiltrate that's all, the all of the most important parts, like our education system and our yes. health and yes. our, and our so that, food. Like that those three is things the most especially. Important part. It's fucked. What happens when we have a meatless Monday? This idea we're going to push meatless Monday. <laughs> in the U.S., agriculture collectively is 9% of greenhouse gas. Mm-hmm. The majority of greenhouse gas is transportation, electricity, yeah. and industry. 9% is agriculture. And then half of that, if you even look at uh, animal-based um, you know, cattle, you're looking at what? 3.5% yeah. maybe? It, it is, it's marginal towards the total. At, at best. But then how does that mentally <clears throat> impact this younger generation, if they are being told that animal-based products are bad for them, mm. how does it affect our military, nursing homes, anyone who gets government support? It's a weird confluence of things, too, because one of the – and I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily intentional. I think it's just a, a, an obvious byproduct is, is lower testosterone, right, which makes people more emotional and then more susceptible to subjective reality. You know what I mean? I do. Instead of just like – these are the fucking facts. Your body needs phosphorus and magnesium and calcium and vitamin D, and it needs all this shit in uh, some kind of lipid carrier to get into your bloodstream so you can survive as a human being, so your bones grow strong, so your muscles grow strong, so you don't get inflammation and all this other stuff. It's like, nah, crickets covered in fake chocolate. Not even real chocolate. Not even cacao. It's just so, some weird brown shit with fucking high fructose corn syrup in it. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll like be it's, good. It's fucking disgusting and yeah. stupid as well. The, that's the big problem. It's really, really dumb. Gabrielle, you got a podcast. You know we got some sponsors that put this show on the air. First and foremost, GoSpit.com forward slash drinking bros. Guess what? They got a brand new vibrating mattress. Head to toe it is pre-order right now on GhostBed. They got all the fun new products over there. And the bundle package, 40% off, dog. Get it, dude. Get into the bundle package, all right? It's the adjustable base and the mattress combined together. 40% off. It is one of those things where if you don't have it, you must get it in this life. I've had it for four years. I love it. I'll never go back. The most popular version is the Split King, 
which comes with two remote controls instead of one, but all the fun. Now, if you want 30% off everything in the entire store, you got to use the promo code DRINKINGBROS at checkout there. You're getting 30% off the mattresses, the sheets, the pillows. Even if you just want an adjustable base on its own, you can do that as well. They've got mattresses for RVs. Check out the new vibrating mattress, which is available for pre-order right now. I don't know if that comes with a savings or not. If it does, I'm all in. You got all my money, Ghost Bad. Damn it, too. They're always coming out with new products. Big fan. When you check out, you're going to see a three-year pay-as-you-go program. No interest as long as you have decent credit over there. And when you check that box, all the deals that I mentioned are applicable with that. Uh, and you can stretch those payments out for three years. Maybe today's the day you get yourself a brand new mattress. Head on over to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Next up, we got KershawKnives.com slash drinking bros. Let's go. If you don't have a Kershaw knife in this life, are you really living it? Do you feel that you could survive the day? Do you feel like Britney Spears is using anything but Kershaw right now? Probably not. Kershaw has been making knives in the USA since 1974. They get about 400 employees uh, in the United States headquarters in their factory. All knives are designed, tested, and manufactured in the good old US of A as well. Best in the biz over there. No matter what someone's budget is, they strive to offer them a value-packed product backed by a limited lifetime warranty. Anything from a $20 Walmart special uh, for someone who's starting off all the way up to a $200 USA-made automatic. Automatic still is. D'Anthony and I got those automatics. We offer uh, free replacement parts over there, like the pocket clip, the screws. All of those are for free. All a customer needs to do is fill out the parts request on their website. Boom, they'll ship them right over to you. You're good to go. Now here's the savings. Use code DB20 for 20% off at KershawKnives.com slash bros. That is code DB20 for 20% off at uh, KershawKnives.com slash bros. Orders over $100 ship for free over there. Big fan of these guys. Tell you what, Christmas and all that stuff is around the corner. There's not a better stocking stuffer in this life than a Kershaw Knives. Last but not least, we got HelloFresh.com slash DrinkingBros50. You're going to use promo code DrinkingBros50 over there for 50% off and 15% off the next two months for free. Talking about food all episode today so far, a healthy diet. Uh, talked about HelloFresh at the top of the show. Uh, you want to kickstart a good diet, dude. You want to make some food uh, at home that is fun, clean, and easy. Uh, and also, it is more affordable than going to a grocery store. They will ship it right to your house. Again, I said this at the top of the show. You got more options now than ever. Uh, there's no reason you can't be eating fresh, amazing food for cheaper than you would get at a grocery store. Mine comes every Monday morning. It's in two ice packs that are in the box. Boom, I crack it open, and it's good for the next seven to 10 days. Uh, I got it coming to my house every single Monday. Uh, my wife makes it. We eat it five nights a week. It's amazing. They got over 40 recipes and 100 plus add on items to choose from every single week over there. Uh, gigantic fan of these guys. They've never missed. 
They've never missed. The meals are always amazing every single night. Each one of them comes with a recipe card and the proper amount of ingredients to make it for. So we get it for two. It's just me and my wife. Again, kids are eating dog shit because uh, they're children. But uh, as as they get older, we're going to pop them on into this. So we get the dinner for two, and it's a tasty little dinner. It takes about 15, 20 minutes to make it. And again, there is a recipe card in it, so it's super easy and all of the uh, the fruits and veggies and meats and all that stuff are separated for your individual meal. Uh, big fan of these guys. I've been eating them, goddamn, close to four years now. It doesn't get any better than this. So uh, everything we've said in the show, if you want to give it a shot, go ahead. Uh, just go to HelloFresh.com slash Bros 50 and use the code Bros 50 for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash Bros 50 and use the code Bros 50 for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. But do you ever look at a concept like uh, Meatless <clears throat> Monday and, and think to yourself, all right, who is sitting there thinking about this and how much money we could make off of of this together because when you type it into just as like a simple google search uh there's an i mean there's a million articles that pop up books meatless monday recipes 52 recipes for meatless monday meatless monday cheat sheet meatless monday I mean, this is crazy sheet pan dinner i'm the anti- best meatless monday recipe collection i don't think this is going to surprise Dennis. you but i'm anti-vegetable entirely like, there's some that i like but, but like animals have teeth and legs to run away and claws and brains to think and they can defend themselves. Vegetables can only defend themselves by being difficult to digest. That's the only fucking life support they have, right? Yep. So I don't trust them. You, you remember when Kid Rock blew up those uh, Bud Light cans? With I the, do with that the guns? to fucking broccoli. He sure day. does, dude. I, I went over to his house. Boom. He was just blowing away broccoli in his backyard, and it was everywhere. And I made the other broccoli watch. <laughs> sure did. Well, I did. Uh, watch. Yeah. He put his he put a, so a, a he put a stock down, and he goes, "Watch yeah. this fucking shit." Well, I put watch this shit. I put googly eyes on the heads of broccoli, yep. so they have to fucking watch. And that way, it looks more realistic too. Like it's yeah. actual people that are dying. Just little stocks of people. Yeah. I mean, listen, nothing against broccoli. I do think that there's a role for fruits and vegetables, mm. but it fruits, can't be. Yes. It, see, I think that. There's I mean, some vegetables. I mean, look, I actually enjoy eating vegetables. I like them. You do? But I don't. Can you th- come over to my house and please teach my four year old and two year old? Good luck. I got a four year old, dude. It's Dino Nugs, dog. Yeah. It's Dino you Nugs. You can't get out of that. Uh, uh, mac that. and cheese. Yeah. I mean, if you're. Buttery noodles. If you can okay. do like a Dino steak. Maybe if you could get steak in the shape of a fucking dinosaur, I think you would be fine. Yep, eight years old is when it kicked in for my oldest, yeah. uh, <clears throat> Jax. Uh, he he was like, "Dad, I'll take a steak." I, I See, wept. we started them early. We started we started them early. Oh, I tried. Yeah, they just wouldn't eat it. Yeah. So that's the difference. Uh, did you? Let me ask you this in yeah. all sincerity. Did you put it on the table and say that's all you're having tonight? I started feeding the first um, after weaning my kids. So I have a two year old and a four year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first food that I gave them was pureed liver. Whoa, like pate Raw? kind of. No, gross. Absolutely I, not. Cooked. No, it's okay. like a pate. Cooked, yeah, cooked I didn't know. Pureed. Yeah, right that's away. Good. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes I, sense. That's a good idea. I two, mean, two oh no, 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 no. As soon as I took them out formula. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So you made, okay. you're just essentially making your own baby food at that point, right? Yeah. With a KitchenAid stand mixer. Exactly. And a we also did that for beef. Yeah. Because that's a big, that's a big problem for parents <laughs> is how do you get to kids to eat? Uh, there was start only early. one. Uh, start well, early. The thing is, is, is will they eat it, right? I tried to. 
And then they just weren't eating. And then finally, it was like, God damn. Uh, like, it was like Ethiopians running around the house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. Well, well we, you, we do you're in the, marathons. But, you're the, but one that, you're the one that put them in blackface. That's true. Because so, we do it. I do in marathons yeah. where I'm like, hey, I want you to run fast and all that stuff. But um, uh, there was one parent uh, I, I was out with on this thing. And uh, we were in a different location, maybe three or four hours from here. We all, all went to get lunch. And, uh, and he goes, well, I'm ordering this for my entire family, my kids and all. And I was like, your kids eat that? And he goes, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, it's part of the culture, and they're going to do it. And, uh, and I watched. I was like, let's see how this shakes out. Because his kids and my kids yeah, are the yeah. same age at that point. Yeah. The kids didn't eat the fucking food. And I was just like, how do you do it? So you're saying start that young. I started. It was the first food they had. And then ground. What are you grounding it up like baby food? Yeah. And then, okay. Well, yeah. pure. They get used to the, the taste. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly what no we did. No shit. And also, my kids are super little, and they work out with me. What age, by the way? Do they start working out? No, no, no. What, what age did you start doing the puree? And then what age did they start working out? Um, as soon as they, I mean, let's see, uh, as soon as you can wean the, the child, whether it's. Well, you know, I stopped breastfeeding like, at 28. Um, uh, six months? I mean, whenever oh, for you, you can. Yeah, no, I was 28. And 28 I years got off old. That. 28 years Not old, months. correct. As soon, yeah. yeah, as soon as uh, you begin to transition them <laughs> to food. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then how old for working out? They, so initially I would strap one on my chest and just train. And then when they can walk, they're just doing whatever it is that we're doing. Obviously not the same weights, mm. but I mean, I caught my four-year-old daughter on the camera doing yoga and like lunges. How yeah. old was she? She's four. She's four years old. Derek's, twin, Derek's twins do it. Yeah, so well, what they see, so how, the question Derek becomes, in the gym. Yeah. how yeah. do we correct culture? How do we correct a culture problem? The way you correct a culture problem is you don't just talk about this stuff. You, mm. you do it. You lead from the front and by example. You do. The, the, only the only pushback on it is what do you tell to, like a, a family that's got two working parents at the same time? It's really fucking difficult to get up early in the morning and then but we, wait, try to do I, life is we difficult. Have two, man. We have two working parents. <clears throat> and, and how did, but how did you do it? So are you getting the kids up earlier? Do you go to the office every day? Does your husband go so to the office I, every day? So my husband works 100 hours a week. Okay. He's a surgical resident. Um, my, oh, are you rich? If he does that? No, yeah. he's a resident. resident. Oh, he's a resident. He's making oh, shit. shit. He's okay. making like so fucking, try that again. He's making Sorry, like 55K a year right now. <laughs> so he has to know like all this he stuff. He has to work 100 hours a week. No. I know all this stuff. He has to work 100 hours a week. So he works uh, 100. <laughs> and not to mention, again, he's military. And we know we know how much the military pays. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's working 100 hours a week. He's a surgical <clears> resident. Uh, my kids, I, you know, I work from home, but I still work. I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay. You might wake up because my daughter just is, you know, I swear I breathe wrong and she's awake. She knows I'm there. And then I just go down the garage and train. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause uh, I'm in a household where both parents leave and uh, you know, uh, it gets tough. And then when you get home, we're usually, I'm usually home a little later, I guess. Than but what my time wife. do you leave in the morning? Uh, so I usually take the school, kids to school around 7 a.m. So, but they're a little bit older, and they probably you could probably get up early and work out if you wanted to. No, I could. That's not the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but kids. Is no, what no, I'm no. Saying. So with so, them, they don't. I don't force them to work out. They just it's just part of the. That's a, what I was getting to. Yeah, I didn't know if not. you had them downstairs doing no. push-ups and lunges and shit with you. Just yelling out with a bullhorn. Yeah. No, but I, I will like, tell damn. you. <laughs> but I will tell you when it's time to play that's is the play is not the ipad it's not screen essa which is the babysitter right it's not an ipad it's not an electronic play is okay we're gonna do something physical yeah that, that's just how it's gonna roll 
Yeah, I, we, we do a lot of that too. So, like, you know, when I get home at night, we'll play basketball, we'll go in the it's backyard, amazing. we'll go golf and all that stuff. Not a lot of screen time either. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that's key as well. Um, I don't know how you, well, I used to say, I don't know how you stop this, this next generation from avoiding it, but it seems like less, more and more, I guess, uh, the kids <laughs> don't want to do it, um, which is strange to me. I thought for sure my kids would be running around with VR helmets and shit yeah. like they wanted that and none of them wanted that at all. Well, well, I, I think it's I, probably your kids are amazing <clears throat> and uh, No, because I, I go to their friend's house Yeah, they're too. terrible. Their kids, his kids are oh, terrible. No, 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 my kids yeah. are great, but um, <laughs> uh, for real. <laughs> but you also have to teach them and all that other stuff. Yeah. But I thought, because you can't control what somebody else is doing at their house. So I thought when I went over to other people's houses and the kids were playing together for play dates and stuff, I would see that shit too. No, the kids just simply weren't in, they're not into it mm. yet, or they don't care about it. And the games, and Dan and I talk about this all the time, is uh, the games are more rudimentary now, where you're just like, oh, you're going back to blocks, like roadblocks mm. and shit. They don't really care about 3D, sh- you know, first shooter games and things like that. And I thought they would by now because of how advanced everything has gotten, but maybe not. Uh, they don't spend that much time on screens, and they seem to want less and less of it. They like talking with their friends. So, like, a FaceTime is more important than a video game, but... Uh, I think that's the uh, exception, not the rule. <clears throat> uh, I, I think that the electronics, we, we didn't evolve to have all this stimulation, mm. and it definitely affects brain function. It definitely I mean, affects- we didn't even have indoor light other than, <laughs> other than candlelight until the middle part of the 19th century, right? So, for the first four and a half billion years of Earth, and then for the first, let's call it, hundred and fifty thousand years of our current dna iteration we didn't see unnatural light ever and then we didn't see uh anything other than candlelight at night until what 1860 something like that for mm-hmm. the majority of people and now it's blue light which is way worse right because it's affecting our endocrine system it's affecting our fucking circadian system yeah i think that there's <clears throat> a, a lot of issues with the environment in yeah. general um, and it's also by the way start uh uh uh, uh, early onset puberty has been linked now to this blue light from the screens that we're on. All the I did time. not know that. Yeah, actually. yeah. That that's a I study that came that. out this week. But I so, so I still read to my kids by candlelight every night. It's usually Tolstoy, just because I'm a big you know Tolstoy fan now, obviously. But uh, no, everything has changed. The the screens do have an effect on it. We used to have a glasses company that would actually block out the blue ray light because people were spending gray, so much yeah. time. Yeah. People were spending so much time, great company, <laughs> spending so much time on their screens, adults included, where you were just like, holy shit, this has gotten to be a lot. Um, what's your recommendation then for parents out there? Um, in terms of nutrition for kids? Mm-hmm. Exactly what Dan is talking about. It should really be whole foods. And you have to prioritize protein. They're growing. Um, iron, zinc, selenium, yeah. calcium. Uh, our kids eat red meat. They don't really like vegetables. We try to encourage it. Fruits. And I think um, just being very conscious and teaching them, right? They, you cannot with, you know, they're going to go to school. There's going to be parties and cakes. And I don't chastise my daughter, but I'm just like, hey, hey, girl, what'd you eat for lunch? Mm -hmm. Um, But you train them young and you, I mean, I teach them about it now. And I don't want to make them neurotic, right? So it's not as if they can't have these things. But if you feed them whole, do you have kids? No. Do you want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I could lend you mine. You yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, instant he'll birth him. control immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think that <clears throat> when they are younger, if you feed them uh, right, then they'll reach their genetic potential. Sure, yeah. From yeah. a height standpoint, mm-hmm. from a brain development standpoint, um, yeah. And that's that's what I would tell any parent. 
And do you guys have screen time in your household where you limit the screen time? Where you're like, hey, you get an hour or you get, you know, to watch a movie yep. or whatever it is. Yep. yep. Typically on weekends and also no shows. Have you ever seen, you see on YouTube, they're very short shows. Mm-hmm. We don't do any of that. <laughs> if you're going to sit down, you're going to watch a long movie. Oh, really? Yeah. And what's the, <clears throat> what do you think the difference is in that versus a short show? I think that it trains their attention to be very flighty. And we, we watch older. Oh, that's interesting. We watch older movies. We okay. were watching the the Black Cauldron the other day. Do you remember that? Uh, no, I don't see race. Yeah, he never sees race. Uh, <laughs> some like the Black Cauldron or the Sword in the Stone or just some of these. Oh, like the cartoon? Yeah, we were watching this older movie. We were watching Pinocchio, but we watched the old version. Mm. And that, it was so interesting. It, Pinocchio, the the one kid was like drinking and smoking. Oh, yeah, yeah, things yeah. that you yeah. would never and there's see a bunch now. Of, there's a lot more casual racism back then too, which is <laughs> sure hilarious. Was, which we love. Yeah. Um, Big fan of that yeah. on the show. <laughs> Daytime racism. That's what Theo Vaughn calls it. Yeah, and all, what I'll do is I'll sit my kid down on my lap and watch Lincoln for three and a half hours yeah. and just let him enjoy <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I don't or know. Gangs in New York, either way. I, yeah, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. either, so just... No, but it's interesting you say that because uh, all the YouTube, yeah, it is all short clips and everything else even on our youtube channel like mm. it's switched to short clips and you and don't it, know the ads right they they the kids are very impressionable mm. especially when they're putting down core memories yep and uh, you cannot monitor the ads that they see it's true and i have no interest in um <clears throat> putting my child in front of that well you're right. competing with your child's uh you're competing with somebody else for your child's sanity yeah. At that point, fuck that. That's never a good idea. But you also, what she's saying about the ads, you can't control them. Like take Mr. Beast, which my kids love, and I watch all the stuff with them. It was a you know cut to a hard cut in the middle of those videos to the ads, and it was a trailer for one of those horror films, uh, the Smile one. And but I'm that's just, just like, so weird. Why would no that even? Shit. Why would that even come up? And if you weren't somebody paying attention, paid for it, yeah. but if you weren't paying attention, can you imagine if my kid is watching some show about coloring, and then all of a sudden they're seeing? some completely provocative thing that is just i know and i'm gonna miss it if i'm not literally standing over and if you, you can pan it you can cut to me on this one but it's it's just that face in the camera and then you're just like what what is this dad what is smart what is and i'm like dude, no why is this on right. you can't change it or turn it or whatever so i understand that what's why older movies versus newer ones is that just because of what you guys like or do you think there's some benefit in that i think that they the graphics i think everything is slower so I, I can chime in on that a little bit. Uh, as someone with ADHD, mm-hmm. uh, there one theory about that is um, about why it, it, there's r- rises in ADHD. It's not just um, people getting overdiagnosed or whatever, but um, in media, in movies and television in particular, the cuts are quicker yep. now as compared to 50 years ago, 30 years ago. It's like a cut every second. Or I mean, Ross, I'm sure you can... Yes, yeah, uh, sitting in edits for 20 years, it changed so rapidly over that 20 years where like, dude, they were in and out, in and out, in and out. If I heard that note from a studio one more time, whereas it, it wouldn't be. You used to let the scene play out. You can and, let it live. Yep. Yeah, and uh, there's a show in particular that we avoid showing our kids because it's so bad, uh, Coco Melon. Coco Melon <laughs> is just like Same. fucking cocaine. It me. is. Like, yeah. It is insane coco melon i like cocaine bum, 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 bum. love coke but i wouldn't give it to kids me neither not like tupac he gave it to kids sure did uh just saying but hey that's that's the way it is um that's, da, 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 a, that's a deep da, 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 cut that's da, 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 a deep cut for the know, audience i love tupac. that do you know tupac at all fuck no you don't know tupac yeah of course uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like you do really you yeah. Yeah. that stuffy just, we just dropped a half a verse yeah. on you didn't even yeah. hear oh yeah well and it's fine uh maybe our our cadence was just too white but yeah, yeah. we can get over that as well what I about mean, what I about music been, i've been watching uh listening to taylor swift on repeat 
There you go. Uh, yeah. I, have I mean, a, I actually, I have a four-year-old. Four That's all she wants to hear is I, shake it off. I don't. I don't mind Taylor Swift's music. She as a person is terrible, but the music's My not bad. daughter, all she wants <clears throat> to hear is shake it off. And, I mean, that's, and cruel summer or something like that. I've literally listened to it on. Yeah. You have no idea how happy this made me today. Yeah. We I just mean, did a show, but <laughs> I hate Taylor Swift. What? She's a rat faced trail park skank. We've had a debate here of whether or not she's a ten or a six. He's, he says six. I think she's a ten. She's a six. I love her. I love her. Terrible looking. Taylor Taylor Swift is all in. Are you taking your kids to the concert movie that's coming out? No, I'm married to a former seal. Do you think that we would ever go to a place that large with two little kids? Well, here are two things on that. One, Never. not shocking that you got two girls. No, I have. Are you ready for this? Yeah, Leonidas Michael. Okay, he's our son, and Aries Hunter is our girl. So no, it's very shocking to for an operator to have sons and not. I know. Yeah, the team guy curse. Yeah, I know. Uh, No, we broke the curse. You're the only one we've ever met that's had boys. Shit. No, I have one boy and one girl. Yeah. For God's sakes. Oh well, I dude, the last the names are weird as shit. I didn't know that. What are you talking about? We decided Leonidas. Yes. Okay. Little Spartan name, little Greek name. I don't, dude. I don't know that. Ares, the god of war. Right. But it was a dude. But it was a dude. So which one's the girl? Which one's the boy? Listen, I have Ares Hunter is the girl. Blonde hair, believe it or not, blue eyes. So the god of war is the girl. Yeah. I I mean, I mean, the the god of war, not goddess. We assumed that she would be. Uh, wallflower. We've named them appropriately, yeah. both of them. So she's a psycho, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's so sweet. How she would knives, pretty, da- pretty dangerous. Both the kids are pretty dangerous. Yeah. Go ahead. Not as dangerous as Britney Spears. She cut her own. She, she did another video today and she has a new bandage on her arm. So no way. Like, yeah. She got all knifed yeah. up, dude. By herself. She's going to die Yeah, soon. Ricky, my friend Ricky Schlott, the one who I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. um, she was like, maybe we should have listened to Britney's dad. Maybe he had a point this whole I've, time. I've said it for mean? years. Keep that. Like, keep her Britney. on her conservatorship. Like, hey, I've said it for years and years and years. Well, look, this is America. She's free to cut herself with knives if she wants to. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and it's all it's all fun. Yeah. Speaking of kids, uh, they got to go outside, right? So they, there are a lot of people, a lot of food products, a lot of supplements, um, talking about vitamin D, and uh, I don't think any of them work. One and then two. Uh, Brett Weinstein, you know him? No. Eric Weinstein's brother, Stein mm-hmm. Weinstein's brother. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a um, <clears throat> uh, uh, evolutionary biologist, and he's one of the guys that got fired from his university for not participating in woke stuff back in the day. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I think he might have been the first. At any rate, he thinks his, his his idea is that we're definitely vitamin D deficient. Nobody questions that, I don't think. But he thinks that just taking a supplement is kind of we're missing the point. You know what I mean? Like our yeah. body craves being outside in the actual sunlight. Yes, I would totally. I mean, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I do think that supplementation is not worthless. I, I do think that vitamin D is a great supplement because we are inside all the time. Mm. And I think that what you were saying is absolutely correct because it will help modulate. It seems to help children sleep better the sure. more time they have outside, the more that they are in a natural environment. Mm. And probably, it's, I mean, it's obviously not just children. But this circadian alignment. Yeah. And I mean, doing, yeah. get, getting outside the right time of day, too, yep. makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the Lion Protocol. Yeah. Um, a lot, uh, there's some listeners in the chat here who I'm, I'm looking at are asking me about the, the, the Lion Protocol. Tell us oh, about it. Oh, it's free. They can get it online. It's basically, <clears throat> I wanted to provide a free guide. This has been there for uh, some time just to get people started before, again, this book took to me two years to write. And uh, the Lion Protocol is free, and they'll get a uh, just free, basic way to develop their own nutrition plan. It's a four-week yeah, uh, core nutrition reset. Yeah, yeah. so totally h- how do you reset there? 
Uh, walk us through it. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I talk about this in the book, and really the book, Forever Strong, has these four tracks. Again, it's how do we make strong, capable humans? Mm-hmm. And you have to prioritize dietary protein. Which, what, are the, what are the four tracks? Uh, three. So number one is longevity. Okay. It would, you know, so, so let's say you're happy with your body composition, but you really want to think, how do we take that into the next decade? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a track on longevity, what I think that uh, people should be doing and targeting. And you don't know this. I, I trained in geriatrics. So the aging oh. population. Yeah, I don't yeah. like old people. He hates old people. <laughs> I don't like yeah. them. I mean, I think that old people show us, you know, it's kind of like history. When you look back at history, you see where the future is mm. going. And I think that that's same for an aging individual. If we see how they age, we can look back and say, okay, well, how can we course correct at a much earlier age? And, and um, so I put a, a longevity track in there. And then weight loss. Uh, again, like you said, the majority of the population is e- either overweight or obese. If someone wants to lose quality weight, which would be fat, mm. and maintain skeletal muscle. Particularly the fat around your organs, right? I mean, Actually, that's the, fat you're trying to lose. the visceral fat, but what about fat that infiltrates your muscle tissue? Yeah. People <clears throat> always think about subcutaneous fat and that these um, diseases are driven by obesity. But I believe that skeletal muscle is the root cause problem. And that it's not that people are over fat, it's that they're under-muscled. Mm. They don't, we don't have a, quote, obesity epidemic. That is just symptomology of unhealthy skeletal muscle. Well, I mean, muscle, thermogenic muscle burns fat while you sleep, theoretically. Well, not through your, theoretically, well, I mean, it happens, right? But it's like... Healthy skeletal muscle yeah. is where <clears throat> your site of fatty acid oxidation, mm. your site of glucose disposal, all the carbohydrates you guys are eating when you're pounding Twinkies, which I know you don't. No, but, <laughs> no, we uh, actually don't. Yeah, yeah no, I know. Mm. Uh, no, I ate, if, uh, I ate a, a tomahawk steak. I love it. Last night, and I'll probably do that again tonight. I, I love it. Yeah. I, you know, and we have to think about, again, um, <clears throat> weight loss seems to be a struggle for a lot of people. How do we design a plan that allows you to lose fat and maintain lean tissue. And then the last one is uh, hypertrophy. How do you become and design a diet to uh, help you grow strong? Okay. Uh, and let's stay on the theme of weight loss here. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ozempic? Great. Really? Yeah. Oh, so, so, that, so it works? It, uh, yes. As a physician who prescribes medication, Ozempic and Mongerno, uh, they so Ozempic is a GLP-1 agonist, and you will see anywhere from a 13% weight loss. And trizepatide, which is Mongerno, mm-hmm. is a, a dual agonist, and you will see maybe 22% weight loss. And all this talk <clears throat> about how it causes a decrease in skeletal muscle mass, I've never seen, to my knowledge right now, there's no mechanism of action. It is purely that people are not training enough and not eating enough and don't have <laughs> their dietary protein. Yeah, two things. One, a bunch of people who are uh, marketing Ozempic are about to get the shit suit out of them mm-hmm. because they, but not because of the product. It's because they didn't uh, make it clear that they were that they owned part of these products, right? So that's going to happen. And the reason I say that is because that doesn't necessarily mean that the fucking product is bad, right? That because it just hit. The consumer market recently, people think that Ozempic's a new thing. It's been around for a very long Dude, time. Dude, this guy, you're going to come on my podcast. I uh, sure. The Dr. Gabriel yeah, Line yeah, Show. It is that. like top 10 <clears throat> in, in medicine. And you got to bring the yeah, you on. Health, health and wellness. wellness. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can just read this stuff. I though. cannot I'm not believe a fucking, this. I, I'm not a doctor. You could just look this shit up and read it. It's only nobody does. No one does. He's played um, one in the bedroom, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's been around for a while, and there's like, there's, yeah, there's it's been around for a long time. One of the biggest critiques of it is there's no long-term studies, and that's, that's not, not true. true. 
There's Not like true. fucking. There's yeah. two. There's two 13 plus a year long studies on this. So thing. I was. Uh, we. My wife and I usually <clears> keep uh, one of the morning shows on in the background as we get ready for work and all that stuff. And uh, what somebody was saying is we don't know the side effects of any of these drugs yet. Uh, what is your pushback to that? Exactly what saying? he said. Yeah, it's, there's there's like decades long studies yeah. of this particular this specific it's, drug. Yeah, and it's, it's and it's current fucking iteration too. I don't understand yeah. why they would say that. Yeah, because yeah, well, because everybody uh, you see people's appearance and you see the dramatic weight loss in such a you know a quick amount of time, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, oh, that can't be healthy for you. Can't be healthy for you. My prediction was on this show. I think um, I think uh, the healthcare system will pick it up. I think insurers will pick it up. And I think you're going to see a decrease in, you know, heart disease and all that other stuff. And uh, I think they'll end up covering this by the end. And uh, I'm not a financial advisor, but last year I said, I told everybody, I was like, grab that Eli Lilly stock on the show because this shit's only going up. I saw it in Hollywood. So I was like, yo, everybody's taking this shit. Um, With your patients, are a lot of people starting to to shift in that direction? What is it? A one shot in the stomach or something like that? I mean, it depends on how you administer it. But again, it just depends on the patient. Mm-hmm. Um, there are side effects with Ozempic versus Mongerno. Uh, some people uh, really get nauseous on the Ozempic. So you, you do have to titrate the dose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can use it once a week. And what people don't understand is, is oftentimes they will say they can never come off of it. Well, I, I've had people titrate successfully off of it and not put weight back on. It, what I've also Well, you got to change your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. but right, it takes yeah. away this drive. So individuals that are obsessed about food mm. or have binge eating <clears throat> disorder, and again, it's not a, a direct treatment for these, these things, but I have seen it dramatically reduce alcohol intake, dramatically reduce cravings and just binge eating. Mm. I mean, there are things that, you know, the, the treatment has to match the severity of what someone is dealing with. Mm-hmm. You can't say uh, you have been struggling with weight for the last... 30 years of your life, keep going and doing something over, over time, it just destroys the person internally, whether, uh, it, you know, it's a, a binge eating disorder, or just et cetera. It could be any of these things. It, I, I just very strongly believe that the treatment has to match the severity of what a person is. Well, that's the with. same thing that, uh, you know, any, any smart personal trainer would say as well. Like if you design a program for somebody that's going to be that there are going to be a lot of hurdles in. They're just not going to do it. You know what I mean? Like there's a psychological barrier to that. It's like, how do, how do you figure out? You got kids. They wake up at, at six thirty to go to school at seven, right? Yep. They're not waking up at five thirty to work out first. That's not going to happen, right? So you got to figure out a way to, to get it in there. You have to you have to you, you have to man, manicure these things to fit your life because your life is going to be your life. Yeah. So it's a hundred percent true. It's like if you if you <clears throat> Make your vision board or whatever fucking gay shit you want to do. But if you're wait, really? If, Is that yeah, a bad thing? It's a it's, vision yeah. board. I'm kidding. Yeah. There's, no, there's one above my bed. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just it's just what is it? Pictures of fucking naked cats or something? Uh, well, it's just it's gay sex. I'm uh, a big fan <laughs> of uh, just watching gay dudes yeah. fuck. But, but like, if you if you if you develop a plan for yourself that it's unreasonable, mm-hmm. then you're just gonna one, you're gonna fail at it initially, and then every time you keep trying it. And you're going to develop like a psychosis about it. Like, yeah, oh, I just, can't, I can't do this. My, my brain now believes that mm-hmm. I'm incapable of accomplishing the goal. You were incapable of following that plan, but you can still accomplish the goal. It's not the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and even for dudes, by the way, on, on Ozempic and shit, uh, our first exposure to it, Dan and I was a buddy of ours who came in and was just like, yo, what the fuck? He lost like, I don't know, what, 45 pounds mm-hmm. in two months. And I was like, holy shit. And he was the one that was telling us about it. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, fuck. So it's not just women who are doing this no. and all that other stuff. It's, and I also think that well. it's fascinating to see 
how controversial it is. It's just wild oh, yeah. to me. Yeah. It, it's wild to me. Um, yeah. As, look, you're the doctor here, so as long as you're saying it's all right for people. I mean, hey. you have to, of course, are there risks with any medication? Yeah, there's risks with anything. Um, but do the risks outweigh the benefits? I think they're... I think these drugs are super effective. I think struggling with obesity or challenges with eating is much more detrimental, especially, again, also what you were saying. Uh, it can destroy a person uh, mm -hmm. in multiple different domains. <laughs> yeah. You have to treat it. Yeah. But it should be like any other treatment. It should, the, the goal should be to get you back into stasis, right? Yeah. Where you're living a normal life, not on the drug. That's right. Same thing with pain medication or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't believe in any SSRIs. You should never put any of that shit in your body, but um, you should do mushrooms on a regular basis. Yeah, so mine is syrup. Like, yeah, you're, you like rap music, you said. You like Lil Wayne? <laughs> Remember uh, that, that lollipop era in yes, 2008? I do. I just need codeine and promethazine. I know, dude. That's all. I, got, I got put on the scissorp uh, for a project. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It was fucking liquid gold, dude. I mean, I, I, if I could do that every day, I'd be a better person. I mean, you awesome. could. Double you can't. Life. No, you can't, dude. It's trust me. Like it sucks. I, I wish. I wish we could. We don't live in that world. I've got uh, probably five bottles in my house. Do you really? Goddamn right, I do. I've got five bottles of everything, though. Right? Pony up, dude. Oh, Give me you're one not of those get, Not one. I'll You'll never see one of them. Gabrielle, I'll, I'll, I'll gun through a whole bottle. Let's talk day, about dude. peptides before we get out of here. Yeah. yeah. What do you recommend? Depends on what someone needs. Mm. Uh, I've, you know, people really <laughs> like CJC and Ipamorlin. Again, I use um, Samorlin. You do. So yeah. I don't actually recommend Smorlin. I don't think it works it's, that well. It's the compounding pharmacies are having a hard time fucking pumping it out now. So maybe I should switch something I else. would switch to CJC uh, and Morlin potentially. I think there is a potential benefit for something called BPC-157, mm. body protective compound, whether you take it for tissue repair, injury repair, but also orally for gut health. Okay. Um, I think that that can be very beneficial. It's also hit or miss. Everybody's not a responder. So my uh, Epimorlin is going to... Do, do explain why it's different than Sermorlin for me because I've been taking Sermorlin for yeah, a while. Yeah, I so basically <laughs> I haven't really prescribed Sermorlin. I, I couldn't even tell you. Mm. Um, so we look at IGF one, and mm. I just haven't seen any increase in IGF one with Sermorlin. Mm. Um, again, in my patients, we stopped yeah. using it a long time ago. <clears throat> so here's how you would know if it works for you. Do you come off of it and, well, I mean, or know what your levels were, your IGF-1 was before versus after? But again, it's, I definitely saw yeah. an increase in it, but I'm, I'll try. I'll I'll switch off and try this one too. And yeah, see if it's CJC and Epimorlin, you may yeah. see an increase in uh, um, IGF-1. Yeah, okay. Uh, and for me, like my personal question is, a lot of people say that, uh, Ross, you, you were too strong. What's, what do I do for that? Do I just stop working out altogether? Like, am I too big? In your I mean, opinion, listen, or? my second book is going to be called Marginally Weak. So we'll... we'll uh, I'll do that. your forward for it. I'll write the forward <laughs> for it. Yeah, about perfect. being too strong. Yeah, uh, perfect. I want to talk about your, your uh, Instagram here. How did you get fucking 450,000 followers? Um, when did it click for you? Because that's a big thing for people, especially who are running online businesses and practices uh, and things like that. When did it click for you and you just exploded on Instagram like this? Uh... I think just slow and steady, you know, slow and steady. I don't think that there was any one thing. There wasn't one video that took off or one uh, piece of advice or something like that, that everybody kind of latched on. I mean, not that I, not that I know of, um, you know, there was one video where I talked about 
Muscle is the organ of longevity. Again, nothing new. I've been talking about these concepts for years. Okay. I coined the term, the term muscle-centric medicine in face of how everyone is still talking about obesity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think over time, things pick up. And you say the message long enough, people are starting to understand that uh, if you care about health and wellness, it's not about all these extraneous things <laughs> like fat or, or whatever. It truly is being strong. It truly is skeletal muscle. It's the yeah. pinnacle of there's a, there's a lot of weird misconceptions, even yeah. in modern health that we have, you know, that, that are just a lot of it is really bizarre to me how we got to these points. I agree. Else. I talk about that in my book, by the way. I talk a little mm. bit about the history. Like it, it seems like it was kind of intentionally propagandized. Sure that seems way. that way, doesn't it? Mm. Because Who's it doesn't make any it sense. It like low fat. So now we're all nutrient deficient because we don't have good fats in our body to fucking distribute the nutrients throughout our body. That was, man, if it, if it was unintentional, that's one of the bigger health fuck-ups of all time. You know <laughs> the food mean? guide pyramid. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the very large <laughs> scale... Uh, nutritional experiment mm. or that like there, there's this uh, i call it a trope that high protein diets are gonna uh, precipitously rise the chance that you're gonna have prostate cancer if you're a man right that's true if you don't eat any fiber right mm-hmm. like if you just let if you're elvis and you're taking percocet all day and eating fucking meat gravy and shit yeah but i also yeah, think that a, a lot of those studies when you look <clears throat> about red meat consumption you have to account for diet are these individuals smoking are, are they, they hydrated are they doing yeah a number of other things like not eating fruits or vegetables mm. or any kind of anything and then eating Cheetos in the background. We have no idea. Yeah, that's yeah, stupid. Unless you're living in their house, you know, breathing them in, <laughs> getting that stink on you. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Okay. I do, by the way, like Percocet. I'm not talking shit about Percocet. Same here, and I thought you were for a second. No, no, no. I was like, dude, are we not friends? As a matter of Percocet in like a nice country gravy. Yeah. So I go, uh, to, I go to Cracker, Cracker Barrel. Barrel and I say, hold the biscuits. I don't yep. eat that shit. That's for poor people. Yep. And I sprinkle <laughs> Percocet over the top of my chip beef gravy. Sure does. Uh, and then that goes right on his chest. Yeah. And then boom. I eat it off my mouth. chest. Yep. Well, chest and the top of my stomach like an otter. And then you, I, I'm very, you ask for I'm, a ladle, a soup ladle. I am so glad that we covered that. Mm. That was very important. Yeah. Well, look, I think all of this is, everything we've talked about <laughs> is very important today. And so is uh, scooping up gravy and, and, and Percocets mm. off your chest with a soup ladle. Uh, now's the point in the show we get to the Drinking Bro of the Week, which is someone who's inspired you or helped you become the person you are today. Who would you like to give the Drinking Bro of the Week to? Um, my mentor, Dr. Donald Lehman, actually, who I wrote the book in, uh, in honor of. He's a older individual, 75. See, I don't we'll, like him already. Yeah. We'll definitely never listen to this podcast. We'll see. I'll and, send it to uh, yeah, Definitely we'll it to not. I'll put it on an uh, A-track. Tag him. I'll tag put it on an A-track and mail it to him. <laughs> sure will. And I will say he has had a substantial role in the way that we think about protein and muscle. And uh, his work is important. Awesome. Uh, and how do you know Kelsey, by the way? You know Kelsey Sheeran? Yeah. She's yeah. my homegirl. Is it really? Yeah. You guys yeah, be they, friends? They just ran yeah. into each other in public. Hey, we're the same height. Yep. Exactly. Is that what it was? Yep. Two lollipop land people. Exactly. You're not Canadian, are you? No. God, God how'd you guys? How'd you guys meet? We met through. Uh, we have many mutual friends. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a cagey fucking answer right there. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say she probably stalked me on Instagram, but there she probably did. She's we have aggressive. Many mutual yeah, friends. she's, she's a aggressive. Fucking, she's aggressive. Yeah. Too. She, we, we she fucking many. texts me and is like, "Hey, these eight people are coming into town. Do you want to have them on the show?" I'm like, "I don't do that. <laughs> no, dude. Send it to Ari. What are you doing? So, yeah, we don't do that bullshit." Uh, but with you, for sure, dude. Uh, <laughs> Thank she, you so much for having me. Yeah, for you sure. learned a lot today, didn't you? I did. I yeah. learned about 
soup ladling off the chest. Yep. I learned about uh, gay sex. I yep. learned about well, not about the mechanics of it, just that he liked. You sure it. didn't. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So in, in Brokeback Mountain, okay. it's super unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, he can it was give way you, too yeah. cold. Okay, got and it. One spit, one dabble of spit in your hand isn't enough. Well, you're talking to a scientist here. I, I right? learned something about syrup. She, she knows about up. how heat and cold affect viscosity of liquids. I think, right? I think so. Yeah. Did you learn that today? Um, no, but we could just say, yeah. yeah. Okay. We learned that you, you, you lied about Tupac too. Well, you're you not don't trying, know your Tupac. You're not trying to put cold blood in somebody. <laughs> uh, that would be uncomfortable, wouldn't it? Yeah. Warm that blood up first. Warm it up. Yeah. You got to warm it up. Uh, the book is called <laughs> Forever Strong. It is out October 17th. But available now Correct. For pre-order. On pre-order, yeah. on Amazon. Are you guys signing My copies or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah on yeah. the website. That's so where it was going. Is it yeah. GabrielleLyon.com or what is yep, it? Yep, DrGabrielleLyon.com. I also have a show called The Dr. Gabrielle Lyon Show where we talk about uh, health and science and all the things I, I think that you are uh, pretty well read on. Yeah. Uh, check check out the podcast and all that stuff. Um, and uh, I'm going to end it with a quote today. Uh, <laughs> Is this from Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, it's just a sound of some dude spitting into his palm. They have money for war, but they can't feed the poor. And this this will feed into our show. Oh, it's more Tupac. You know who said that? No. Tupac. Tupac. Come Shaker. on, he gave it to you. He gave you well, Tupac. I didn't know if he was like setting me up here. Oh, boy. We don't do that here. Right. We don't fucking do that. All we don't right. set people up. To knock them down, we build them up and then see what happens. Sometimes we lift them up. Or raise me. them up. I mean, I do. We didn't tell everybody, but I do. I'm sitting on a booster chair. Are you oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Are you sitting on <laughs> phone books over there? I am. Thank you, guys. Thank you, you raise me up. That's how, that's how we end every show. Did you not know that? No. Bob, can you play that? Can you play us out of here with uh, You Raise Me Up by Josh Groban today? Is it Groban? Was it Groban? Groban. Groban. I don't know. Yeah. I is there know. an accent mark in his name somewhere? It's I don't in know. Umlau. Yeah, in Umlau. Well, that's let's, not let's right. Play our, let's play her out with a little Groban today. You know, a little You Raise Me Up. Just And this will just lift your spirits, you know? Great. And if you're at home right now, somebody's trapped underneath a vehicle and you're going to save them, now's the time to raise the volume in that car and just lift it up. Forever strong, dude. Get strong out there. God, it's a beautiful temple. I got one tear in this eye, and I have a feeling it's going to fall down this cheek later. Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, you raised this up today so I can be on my own. And now I feel like a stronger man today. For Danthony and Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. So I can stand on my own.